Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. We are joined by Jared Sandler, Texas Rangers Radio Network. Jared, Game 7, for all I know, you may do like about a three-hour pregame for this. Uh, I mean, this is fun. You've been, let's see, let me look at your schedule today, see what time you, oh, 6 o'clock. Yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of different appearances to make, obviously all over 105.3. Are you, uh, I mean, is it hard to sleep after something like that last night? I mean, I, I you know, I'm just kind of watching this thing and, and obviously commenting on it, but to be there and to kind of be in the middle of this thing, that was as gutsy a win as I've ever seen in Rangers history. I mean, did you kind of have a similar feeling with knowing what they were facing and what they just come off of? Did that feel like maybe one of the gutsier wins they've ever had? Yeah, I think you just you feel good about what you're watching. Uh, you know, if they would have come out flat yesterday and, you know, it, maybe it would be clear that the loss in Game 5 just took it all out of them, I – I think a lot of people would understand that because I think a lot of people sort of forecast that. Uh, certainly a lot of fans who, you know, they're riding the emotional roller coaster, but I just think it's really impressive. This team has continued to bounce back when they've been knocked down, get, you know, they've gotten back up and then, uh, you know, no blow that they suffered was bigger than the one in game five. And then for them to come back and play the way they did last night in a hostile environment was, it, it just made you feel good. I, you're obviously going to feel much better if you win tonight, uh, and that good feeling will go away if you uh, don't. But I think to some degree you just feel good about the way this team's represented itself in some tough moments. Speaking of tough moments, Adolis getting booed like crazy, four strikeouts. You started to kind of wonder, has it gotten to him? Was he trying? Was he pressing a little too hard? What a release that was when he hits the grand slam, what was that like? What was the environment like? I mean, you know, it was funny to watch them stream out of there on some of the replays. You could see the fans heading out. But just to silence all that booing, even though the Rangers had a 5-2 lead by that point, the booing was still there, maybe not quite as loud as it had been on his four, uh, first four ABs. But what was that, just the whole experience in person, what was that like in that in that moment when he did it? It wasn't that so El Bombi like to do that after four strikeouts. Yeah, so I think just first of all, if you take allegiance aside, it. I mean, this is what it should be. I mean, this is a rivalry. Honestly, you you didn't really know that this was a rivalry until Game Five, and it's almost seemed like guys were on their best behaviors uh, to try and not, you know, create any sort of material for the opposition or whatever. Uh, but, you know, Adoli's getting booed like that. It, it felt like Rugi getting booed in Toronto or Jose Bautista getting booed in Arlington. It was great. It, it was such a great vibe. Now, from a Rangers perspective, it didn't seem so great at first because, yeah, I, I think Adolis went up there. He was trying to hit a 10-run home run with every swing he took. <laughs> and then I don't know that anything really changed in that final bat. Ryan Stanek just threw him a strike. You know, I, I don't think he needed to throw him a strike. I think he would have kept swinging. But hopefully that settles him down because he's going to get booed again tonight. Uh, and I think it's great. I, you know, I, I, I'm obviously – my allegiance is uh, on the Rangers side of this, but I just think the energy and, and all the 
the, the, the passion that goes into a big matchup and a rivalry. At the end of the night, it's good for sports. And, you know, credit to Adolis Garcia. I mean, he's been just on an absolute roll here. Home run in three straight games, an RBI, and a hit in five straight games. You know, if the Rangers win tonight, Adolis Garcia very well might be the guy that hoists the ALCS MVP trophy uh, with the way he's performed this series. Yeah, and I'm noticing some of your prep work today, including included soccer, um, taking a peek over at uh, Tottenham. Any, any reports you can give us on that? Yeah, playing well, up 2-0 in the 66th minute. Uh, the, the combination of Hingman's son and James Madison looked pretty strong, and Vicario had a big save early on. So uh, the Spurs are looking pretty good so far today. <laughs> uh, Jared Sandler, he's a man for all seasons, uh, and he's at Minute Made as we speak. Um, one thing you also said earlier was you told us not to sleep on John Gray tonight. It's interesting how you sort of – Forget about, you know, you get so locked in to who's been out there. You don't really think about people, other people that might be available that we really haven't seen much of. I'm trying to think, have we seen John Gray yet in this series? Yeah, we, we've seen him once, but you're right. I mean, he's, he's kind of been forgotten because he's, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he's not in the rotation. I, I just think I, I'm anticipating – that the Rangers are hyper-aggressive in their bullpen and that they're not necessarily going to get a six-inning outing out of Max Scherzer. If they do, then John Gray likely won't be a factor. But I think the Rangers could still be in a winning position and Max Scherzer gives them three to four innings because they're just, you know, they don't want to overextend him. They want to make a preemptive move there. And with how righty-heavy the Astros lineup is, uh, you know, I, I think there could be a pocket where it makes sense for John Gray to get an inning, and it could be a big inning. I mean, they're all big innings tonight, really. So, you know, there's a lot of focus, of course, on Spores, LeClerc, and Chapman, as there should be. I think there's, you know, a level of attention on Dunning and Heaney and what roles they might play. And then, uh, you know, the big question about Jordan Montgomery, I imagine he's available, and I'd be surprised if we didn't see him. But the guy that just hasn't been mentioned at all, who I think could give the team a big inning if, John Gray, or excuse me, if Max Scherzer only gives you three and maybe four innings is John Gray. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can name any of these guys. It's all hands on deck. I, I, I'd, uh, you know, my bet is Bruce Bochy doesn't say that Nathan Avaldi isn't available. Uh, I would be surprised if Nathan Avaldi did pitch, but I think anyone else is probably on the table. Wasn't that interesting to see the, the Bochy was, was Boers? And and how he left him out there, and you know the Alvarez moment. There were so many huge moments. I was trying to come up with kind of like my list of heroes from last night, and I kept thinking, well, forgot about. Okay, yeah, Heim was huge. Garver was huge. Spores, uh, you know, Leclerc. I mean, it just kept coming, and it was uh, remarkable. But again, it was Bochi kind of in a trusting his gut type moment. I mean, I, I know Alvarez is different, and I know he's good against lefties, but still, I mean, you know, you open yourself up to all sorts of second guessing when you just kind of trust your gut and don't do what maybe the baseball thing is to do, and it worked out. And again, it was another great moment for him, but um, I mean, that's that's it is remarkable, is it, to see Spores and to see how he's really become maybe the most trusted guy in the bullpen. 
I mean, he's the guy you feel quite honestly best about at this point um, in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't allowed a single or he hadn't allowed a single hit until last night. He's now allowed one hit this postseason. And, you know, again, uh, to go back to the, you know, LCS MVP conversation, if the Rangers were to win, you, you wonder who could get it. And uh, it's not going to be Josh Spores. It, it would be a dolly for Nathan Avaldi. You'd imagine if the Rangers were fortunate to uh, win tonight. But Josh Spores' name certainly would get thrown out there. Uh, you know, he's he's been outstanding. And for him to perform this way after the way August and September went for him, you know, going into the playoffs, one of the, the common refrains was, well, you know, the Rangers need one or two things to really break their way, one or two guys to really step up who maybe didn't sprint through the finish line in a big way. And Josh Boers is, is one of those guys, and, and he's been outstanding. And, I mean, you're right. I, I don't, you know, maybe some fans would say they still trust Jose LeClerc a little bit more despite the one blemish, but it'd be tough to argue against Josh Boers as being the most trusted, most reliable guy in this bullpen. Uh, and, and I'd also say this, Matt, I, I know that whenever people hear the name Aroldis Chapman, they're triggered like it's some, you know, ride from hell. But, you know, Aroldis has done a really nice job this series as well. He gave up a home run to Jordan Alvarez on a good pitch. It's just Jordan Alvarez being Jordan Alvarez. Uh, but he's gotten the guys, for the most part, they've asked him to get. And, uh, you know, I imagine you're going to see Aroldis Chapman here in another game seven at Minute Maid Park, much like when the Astros beat the Yankees years ago. Okay, and just getting word, MLB uh, has announced Abreu's two-game suspension is upheld and will be served for the first two games of the 2024 regular season. All right, so meaning I, I guess that he is available uh, tonight for the Astros, right? Yeah, uh, that, uh, that would be the case, and uh, – you know, the, the snarky response would be, well, that's good. The Rangers have gotten to him twice, uh, you know, this series. But I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would rather face a, an Astros bullpen without Brian Abreu than with, although maybe the Rangers continue to get to him. Maybe this distraction has impacted him. I don't know. I also kind of wonder, I, I'd i be curious. I, I just think if you get suspended for doing something in the postseason, you should – have to serve that suspension in the postseason. I mean, otherwise, you know, it, what's the what's the loss? You know, now yeah. there, there's there's a, a players' association degree to this. Everything has to be run through them. Uh, so you know, the appeals process and maybe, you know, I, I'm, I'll be honest, Matt. I'm a little unclear because I feel like we've heard 17 different things about how this is all going to go down, when the the hearing would be, and would this have to be served during the postseason or could it be pushed to the regular season? So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do know that the, the players association has a say here and obviously they're always going to look out for the player. Uh, and so perhaps that's kind of how this went down, but you know, that's a big win for the Astros. Uh, you know, having that guy available, at least, uh, you know, he's been one of their best pitchers all year. And uh, I imagine again, he will be on the mound tonight in some sort of a critical situation. Jared Sandler joining us, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. He's, of course, the Texas Rangers radio network. You hear him. He's done a ton of games this year. Um, Jared, Max Scherzer, winner-take-all games. As you uh, talked about earlier today, this is his fifth winner-take-all game. 
He certainly has a game, well, was that a game six memory when he was with the Nats uh, in Minute Maid Park? And, uh, and they, of course, that's 2019. They win that World Series. And he, and he uh, I think that was, was that game seven? And he threw five, I think he gave them five innings. Uh, I'm just thinking back on, and, I, and you, had, you, you had him with, what, three and one. His teams are three and one in winner-take-all games, and he has a 3-1-0 ERA. I, I mean, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have other than maybe Avaldi, but at the same time, we still don't know totally what to expect, do we? Maybe he knocks some of the rust off. He, you got to feel great about his pedigree, but again, does that? Do you, what do you feel about his slider? I mean, it's like it's like we believe in all these intangibles, and you. But but you got to you got to also factor in you know his limited amount of pitching in the last month month and a half or so. So it's um, it's fascinating. I'd rather have him out there than not have him out there, though. Yeah, and I think you know just with the way this has unfolded, he's probably the best option. And, you know, I got asked earlier today, well, why not Dane Dunning? Well, a, a few reasons. And, and not that that's a horrible idea. It's not like Dane has dominated the Astros. It's not like there's some stark matchup advantage. And Dane has this year pitched out of the bullpen and pitched successfully. Max Scherzer has pretty much only started his entire career. And it's just probably a comfort thing. I think with Max, and, and you're right, yeah, 3-1. and one, His teams are 3-1 and one when he's pitched in a winner-take-all game. This, however, is only the second time it's a game seven. There have been a couple game fives and a couple – or uh, maybe one game five and two wild-card games back when the wild-card game was uh, just one game. It wasn't a best mm-hmm. of three. Uh, and so that, that game seven was here against Houston, 2019 World Series. The only other best of seven series in which the road team has won all seven games. So a lot of parallels there. And with Scherzer, there's a lot of conversation on the slider. I think one reason why I like a guy like Max Scherzer in this spot, he's pretty much experienced it all. But I think it's what goes on between the ears. And while there's a big question about the slider, my, my counter to that would be, well, maybe it's not about the slider. What about the other stuff? Does he maybe change the way he attacks because he comes to grips with the fact that right now the slider might not be the pitch that it's been, and, and maybe it won't be until you know an off-season of getting back into the lab. Is, do we see more cutters? Do we see more curveballs? He just seems like someone who can figure out the puzzle uh, start to start, especially with the blueprint of his most recent start in Game 3. Uh, with that said, I do think they're going to, like we talked about earlier, have a quick trigger. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think Bruce Bochy, the biggest decision he might make tonight is when to push that button and when to, uh, when to eject before perhaps the Astros can really get to, to Max Scherzer in a big way. All right. Well, I mean, this is exciting. I, um, I, I was at St. Louis for that game seven I've decided just to stay away. I don't think anything would be helped by me driving uh, down there. Uh, but it's just going to be fun. And, it, well, this is a different mindset, different feeling. This game seven as opposed to that one because you're coming off a win. You're feeling really good. That game, man, after game six, it didn't even, just didn't even feel like they needed to play the game. I mean, they were just, you know, they went into a shell. And fortunately, this team's not built like that, obviously because of the way they carried themselves last night. 
So, I mean, again, it's hard to predict any of these things, although I bet you'll make a home run pick. Have you, uh, have you shared your, your Rangers home run pick yet, or will you hold off on that? I mean, can you give well, us a Well, I can preview? tell you, I mean, it, yeah, it hasn't been tweeted, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think that there's any real gain or anything to like teasing it. Uh, you know, we have a draft, so I did not have the first pick, but I, I think the legend of Evan Carter grows with a home run in tonight's game. Ooh. Evan Carter in the three hole. Wouldn't that be fun? And that seemingly would be appropriate for what was the other stat you had? Like 11 consecutive postseason yeah, he, games that he's reached base, and that stacks up. Is that like the most of all time for a rookie, or well, what's that? Yeah, yeah. So he's reached he's reached an eleven straight playoff games. It's the longest on base streak in major league in postseason history in the majors by anyone twenty one or younger. And uh, for him, it's his first eleven postseason games. So that's not a requirement of the streak. It could be any eleven, but mm-hmm. his first career, his first eleven career postseason games, he's reached base and. Uh, he is the first player, 21 or younger, to do it uh, at that length of the street. So hopefully he makes it 12 tonight. Yeah, even when he doesn't start, they get him in there pretty quickly, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't, no it doesn't take long. Although Grossman, in his defense, dang, he looked like he almost poked one out of there for a second. I thought, oh, my gosh, if Bochi gets a home run out of him, uh, you know, all bets are off. All right, uh, Jared, have fun. We really have loved having you on through all this, and let's hope. We get to have you on during the World Series, okay? I'd love that, Matt. I hope Rangers fans enjoy tonight. Just the third time the Rangers are one game away from uh, uh, getting to a World Series. So it would be really fun if they can close it out and, uh, and, and advance beyond tonight. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Matt. Jared Sandler joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas one of the top Rangers affiliates in all of the Southwest. All right. Uh,